Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many welcomed the new year with high hopes. Instead, what filled social media and mainstream news in the first few weeks of January 2021 are discussions surrounding the death of a flight attendant on New Year's Eve. Kalunos-lunos ang sinapit ng isang flight attendant na natagpuang wala ng buhay sa isang hotel sa Makati. May kita mo talagang sis, ano, eh, grogi na at that moment. Eh. Lahat kami, um, inalagaan siya. Ang nangyari sa ano po, sobrang sakit. Twenty-three-year-old Christine Desera's body was found in a bathtub the morning of January 1st, after an evening partying with peers inside the hotel in Makati City. Friends rushed into the scene that morning, giving her CPR and bringing her to the hospital, where she was declared dead upon arrival. The events that happened that New Year's Eve and the cause of the Sarah's untimely demise fueled anger and speculation online. Police held that the case was rape with homicide, while the initial autopsy report indicates a ruptured aortic aneurysm. I'm Kat Ventura from Pua Podcast, and in this explainer episode of Teka Teka, we take a step back and try to make sense of the way officials handled the Sarah's case. This is Teka Teka Ted, with a thorny Ted Teh. Hi, I'm Ted Teh. I'm a lawyer from the Free Legal Assistance Group. I'm also occasionally the host of a podcast called Ted Talks on Puma Podcast. If we talk about the way the case was handled, we have to break it down into the stages. No? Right now, insofar as the investigation stage is concerned, the fact-finding investigation stage, I think that was handled pretty badly. And this is basically the PNP. Because the second, the second stage, as it were, is really the formal preliminary investigation stage being handled, to be handled by the by the prosecutors of the Department of Justice. So general impression, uh, it was badly handled, I think, by the police. There was wrong information conveyed prematurely, meaning that before they had all the facts at their disposal, they had already made an announcement uh, as to certain things having happened factually, when, you know, realistically, uh, there was really no no complete investigation done, and which the DOJ prosecutors confirmed. 11 suspects who were with Christine at the hotel are facing charges of rape with homicide at the Makati Prosecutor's Office. Three of them were in police custody but were later released by the prosecutor, saying the case needs further investigation. So was it right to refer to these people as suspects or as persons of interest? Well, in a way, you know, when you say a person is a suspect, 
or a person is a person of interest. What the police are looking at there is possible participation or complicity in an, uh, in a criminal offense. And so that means at the very least, there, there must be some basis, some factual basis for the police to conclude that there is legally a crime that can be attributed to these people. So when you say that, when you say that a person is a suspect, they're basically saying that uh, of the whole universe of people who possibly could have committed this offense, this person or this group of persons would most likely be the ones who may have committed the offense. So there already is some, you know, some judgment placed into that label when, uh, when the police say suspect. Now, person of interest is a bit broader because person of interest could be, you know, uh, we're not looking at the possibility or a very high possibility that this person could have committed the offense. But maybe there is some connection between this person or this group of persons to the offense. And by connection, it may not necessarily be complicity or may not even be participation. It may even be just, you know, this person has information that could possibly be helpful. Another term we've been seeing in reports is case closed. Early on, authorities said the identification of these suspects were enough to say the case is closed. But what does that term actually mean? So when, when someone says there's a suspect and they basically say case closed, they're telling the DOJ, okay, of the entire universe of possible suspects, of possible people who could have done this, these people, this group of people, they're the ones whom we think and whom the evidence would point to as the ones who made it. That's a very, very significant and a very, very uh, important announcement, a pronouncement by, by investigators because they're basically excluding you know, other uh, possible uh, participants or possible suspects, right? Because they've already said, ito lang, this, this group, right? And so taking the statements of the police at face value, therefore, we must presume that when they made that announcement, they had evidence. Eleven suspects from the party have been named. Their photos, screenshots of their texts, videos from that night with Christine have spread online. And top officials of the police have called for a manhunt. Three of these suspects were arrested but later released by the prosecutor's office. On the basis simply of a photo where people supposedly were with, with her, right? They published the names of these people. Now, you know, was that wrong? Well, yes, in the sense that why are they naming these people in relation to an event that they now have concluded was a crime? They should have asked these people and it could have been done in a private uh, setting. Why? Because again, if, if you announce it publicly, then whoever these people will be, would have time to, you know, if they were minded to, already put their story together. That's part of the that's part of the investigation, right? And so, you know, when you when you talk about evidence gathering, you're looking at testimony, you're looking at object evidence, you're looking at documentary evidence, you're looking at context, right? What 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 were they doing there? What was what was happening? You're looking at the timeline, and all of those need to be established clearly as facts. And they, they must also be established in relation to any possible defenses that the people of interest could have. 
A surrender under the law is a mitigating circumstance. It shows a desire to cooperate with the lawful processes. But, you know, to demand a surrender, that's crazy, actually. <laughs> Where the demand for a surrender is not even supported by a finding that a crime has been committed. Why would they surrender? Right? It, it, for, for what? There's no crime that has, been, that has been found against them. In fact, the CIDG is still investigating. Cinematically, it's, you know, it's perfect, right? I mean, you know, you make this call, you know, with dramatic music. But legally, it's, it's wrong. It's, it's totally wrong. Officials also used the term provisional charge. The Makati police said they filed a provisional charge of rape with homicide against the persons allegedly involved. But what does provisional charge mean? And how is that different from a regular charge? You know, I've been a lawyer for many years. I've been in criminal law for many years. I've taught criminal law for many years and criminal procedure for many years. It's the first time I've heard of a provisional charge. In fact, if you're the respondent, you wouldn't know what to do with the provisional charge. Should I provisionally answer? Could I be provisionally be given bail if I am arrested provisionally? You know, what does provisional mean? And so I think the adults in the room need to take over. There are lawyers in the police. There are lawyers in the CIDG. And they must take over. Otherwise, this entire proceeding, and because it's now so high profile, people are now watching it and monitoring it, this will really further undermine police investigation processes. I don't know what the process of investigation was that led to all of these conclusions. But certainly, you know, there was lack of science even. Because in the first place, if there is a death under suspicious circumstances, the first thing that the police ought to have done was to allow the, the body to reveal what happened to it. And so an autopsy should have been done, you know, a forensic investigation should have been done, and any statement should not have been made until a clear indication of what exactly happened could have been determined. So because of all of these theories that are now being bandied in, in the public, you know, especially from, from the highest levels of the police, what will happen now if a totally different conclusion is arrived at after a thorough scientific investigation by, let's say, the CIDG? The damage has been done already to these people. They've already been you know, labeled. They've already been pilloried in social media. They've been identified already. Again, that was Attorney Ted Te. You're listening to Teka Teka. I'm Kat Ventura. This episode was edited by Carl Sayat. Para sa balitang thinking at hindi breaking, follow Teka Teka on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.